Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the AWS Podcast. Great to have you back, Simon Alicia, here in beautiful Melbourne, Australia, joined by an international guest today. I'm joined by Josh Siegel, who's CTO of CareCloud and is located in beautiful Miami. Welcome to the podcast, Josh. Hey, Simon. Thanks so much for having me. Thanks for being here. And uh, we, were, we were kind of just uh, briefly talking before the podcast, um, the natural topic, which is my perception that Miami is hot most of the time and very beautiful. And um, Josh, I think you confirmed that for me. <laughs> uh, yeah, absolutely. It's uh, another beautiful <laughs> November day. Uh, I just think of, you know, all those, all those episodes of Miami Vice I watched during the 80s. That's my, my complete and utter knowledge of Miami. So I'm, I'm sure that's utterly accurate. <laughs> it is actually. Our VP of engineering lived in the Miami Vice building that they shot all those exteriors <laughs> for in Brickell. <laughs> cool. There you go. It's a bet. <laughs> so, so, Josh, uh, you're CTO at, at CareCloud. Tell us a little bit about what CareCloud does. So uh, CareCloud is the platform for high-growth medical groups, and really what that means is we encompass um, integrated clinical, financial, and analytical data to power growing medical practices. Um, This is specifically tied to the U.S. uh, healthcare ecosystem, um, which just is presented with all kinds of, um, you know, unique challenges uh, at the moment, Um, and one we really think can be addressed best uh, through a combination of uh, technology and uh, human know-how. So we're providing a platform to facilitate all of that. That's great. And it really is that that um, ev- evolution and modernization of the, the healthcare experience, both from a practice management perspective and a patient care perspective as well. So there's, there's a lot going on that you guys have to cater for. Uh, yeah, and the model isn't getting any simpler, uh, you know, day to day. So that's another place where cloud technology really lends itself to being adaptable and scalable as the as the situation changes. Uh, you know, for that's, the for the entire sector of the economy, we're we're poised to be able to take advantage of that. For sure, for sure. Now, when when we're talking about having a chat, um, the number of potential topics became vast very quick. And I want to start with the, the one that probably most of our listeners are thinking about is saying, okay, you're talking healthcare, you're talking patient records, you're also talking about financial records. Uh, security would be front and center, and certainly in the US, HIPAA is the magic word. Talk to us about your journey in that space on AWS. Yeah, I mean, this is this is one place where actually AWS really shines, um, you know, even even compared to other uh, hosting partners or other uh, security partners, um, you know, the, there's an, actually an AWS um, reference white paper that anybody can go look up um, that is a guideline for how to build HIPAA compliant. Uh, it's a reference architecture for building HIPAA compliant applications. And that's that's really a great, you know, starting point. Um, but there, there's also something called a business associate agreement that CareCloud or another uh, organization that wants to do uh, healthcare-related workloads on AWS has to sign. And that makes the, the AWS customer, CareCloud in this case, um, you know, subject to that business associate agreement, allows us to use particular services. Um, and that, that can be advantageous um, in the case of, let's say, something like S3, um, where we want to be able to store uh, in a, you know, a distributed fashion clinical documents. Um, and, you know, S3 naturally is, is a great a storage mechanism for that anyway. Um, it's very durable with 11.9s. Um, you can do uh, essentially automatically encrypt um, uh, any of the data that's stored within S3. 
Uh, and also you can do great things for redundancy and high availability, inc including you know, replicating that data to multiple availability zones. All of those things you would have to engineer into your own platform to be compliant with the guidelines like HIPAA. Um, but by using the right services and deploying them the right way, uh, you essentially get all of that without the, kind of the overhead of, of engineering it yourself. You're building on top of best of breed. For sure. It's that classic, uh, you know, the, I'm always going on about undifferentiated heavy lifting, but certainly when it comes to uh, rolling crypto solutions and certifying and validating uh, web services and infrastructure platforms and the like, that's a lot of work that you could probably do without because you're trying to focus on the clinician experience and the patient experience, aren't you? Oh, absolutely. Right. I mean, if, if you look at how our uh, kind of our product development team is organized, we're able to, you know, handle tens of millions of patient records with a handful of DevOps folks. And the majority of our engineering staff is focused on much higher up the stack, you know, thinking about how to deliver value for um, our patient, uh, our providers and their patients and, and their practice administrators. Right. I mean, that that's where the vast majority of our resources get to go because, you know, we're, we're letting... Uh, Amazon do the heavy lifting on things that, you know, we'd, we'd need as many engineers as you have to be able to scale effectively. For sure. That's a, that multiplier effect. And you've done something really interesting in your organization because you are so focused on the security aspect. However, you're also delivering in what I would term a very modern uh, DevOps style where you're releasing frequently, you're using continuous integration, continuous deployment. And we can talk a little bit more in detail about that shortly. But you've thought very carefully about weaving security into your process. So you do a lot around OS hardening and, and using a partner to ensure separation of controls. Tell us a little bit about that context because I think it's really interesting how you've approached that. Oh, yeah. I mean, and this this actually could have applications outside of HIPAA. Anybody that's, you know, subject to like a, a SOC 1, SOC 2, where you've got um, uh, hardened financial system um, and accounting data that your uh, systems are responsible for, um, one of the things that, that CareCloud decided to do um, was partner with uh, Clear Data, which is a, um, a managed service partner through the Amazon Partner Network. Um, we also happen to have a mutual co-investor, which you know fostered the relationship initially. But um, the 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 advantage that we have working with them is that you know using other Amazon services, in this case um, EC2, uh, in conjunction with Elastic Container Service. We're able to use um, clear data's hardened AMI, so they, they've they've validated and certified and rigorously test and patch, you know, their uh, kind of lockdown hardened uh, uh, Linux image. We're able to then use that image and CareCloud's continuous integration, continuous delivery process to build Docker containers, right? And the great thing about Docker containers is they're immutable, so we're building you know, that immutable container on the hardened image. And that is what gets deployed through all of our code pipelines. So that gets what, you know, that's what gets certified and tested in QA. Um, and then ultimately when it's going to be get promoted uh, to production, there's actually a complete handoff as far as separation of concerns goes. That image is what gets handed off to the clear data team. And then they can ultimately deploy that to uh, production. In which case, you know, there's very clear delineation between the care cloud development process and anything that's ultimately going to run against our customers' uh, financial or clinical data. That's great. And it's, it's interesting. A lot of people, when they think about security at the, the superficial level, they tend to think about um, testing of components or penetration testing and other types of things. There's really a huge amount of consideration around process and who has access to what and when. 
um, that, that feeds into the security conversation, which is uh, re- really uh, interesting. It can add a lot of overhead, but what you've done is you've engineered it into your CICD process. Tell us a little bit about, because um, you know, people often ask, well, how, how often do you deliver software? How frequently do you deliver? And everyone has a different answer that suits their business. So from, from a care cloud perspective, what's your sort of goal or wh- how often do you like to deliver updates um, to your software? Um, well, we can deliver through our CICD process multiple times per day if we choose to. Um, you know, in the case of an industry like healthcare where there's so many different constituents, you know, really for major workflow impactful changes, you know, things that are changing along with major regulations, um, that's not really changes that we want to be shipping every day. But from the underlying platform perspective, we can be adding new APIs, adding new analytics capabilities if we you know, augment or improve um, an algorithm for, let's say, uh, uh, insurance claims processing rule that we want people to be able to take advantage of in real time, we can just be continuous to de- continuously delivering um, those type of updates. Uh, and, you know, it's, it's practically in, well, it is literally invisible to the user base. They just um, become available and, and all of the users of the platform get to take advantage of the, of the new process. Fantastic. And that, that's one of the things I think it's important to consider when, when people are sort of looking at their CICD pipelines. I, I th- in my view, the, the golden place to be is where you, you can deliver as often as you need to to suit the business needs. So just because you could deliver every hour, every minute, doesn't mean you need to. But um, if you need to, you can is a, is a nice place yeah. to be. You've certainly uh, got there. Yeah, you need, to, you need to be empathetic for your users, right? I mean, in our case, um, if you're a physician that's trying to, you know, consistently see uh, dozens, you know, dozens of different patients, and maybe a lot of them are coming in to have, uh, you know, very similar conditions. Um, you get very used to almost kind of muscle memory in your in your interaction with the um, the medical record software. So arbitrarily shipping that more often than you need to uh, actually is counterproductive for the end user. So we try to, you know, very carefully balance those two things. For sure, for sure. And um, tell us a little bit about some of the AWS services you use, because you use some of the, the, certainly the foundational services, but also some of the more um, up-the-stack services as well. Yeah. Um, so in, in the case of, um, you know, any, any system that's gathering lots of data, uh, obviously like like a electronic medical record system is, um, you've got data coming in from all different directions, right? Um, they They could be part of a larger uh, practice group or affiliated with a a hospital system. So there's there's everything else that's going around um, about healthcare data interoperability. So these could be HL7 messages or fire messages. You need a way of kind of brokering all of these data and aggregating them and funneling them into the system. And, And also essentially being able to distribute any events that are happening within CareCloud back out to any of the um, uh, adjacent systems that, that also need to be listening for that data. Um, we've got, uh, you know, I think over 40 partners on our Connect ecosystem, given this morning's uh, count, um, and they're all able to connect via, you know, the webhook um, uh, broker pattern. And to do that, we're using things like Amazon Kinesis, um, and then we're using in a, in a very particular way just to fire kind of the eventing. We're also taking advantage of lambdas. Um, now, just so everybody's on here, uh, is aware lambda is not a HIPAA compliant service, but you can use some of the eventing as long as the, the data itself is actually stored within S3 and you don't have that in, in, in memory in lambda. Um, but we're able to use that to massively scale, um, 
the the data processing and uh, message ingestion uh, throughout the kind of the Care Club platform um, to keep all of those systems updated in real time. And in the case of you know being able to provide uh, near near real time feedback for the users of the EHR and the practice management system, those facilities are great at just taking in all of that data, aggregating it, and providing the information that's most relevant uh, to the physician. Um, you know, really at the point of care, which is kind of the the holy grail of of, of what we're all after, uh, trying to solve this electronic medical record problem. Absolutely, I think I think you guys are making great strides in that space, and um, you know, trying to really bring this this vast corpus of data together in some sensible way for for both the the clinician and also the the patient um, at the point of care is is a big challenge, but it's it's a solvable challenge, and you can see that you know as you're building componentry, you're using Kinesis for that new real-time experience, you know, you're using Cognito for for security and, and logging on and, and some of the fundamentals as well like RDS and S3 that just are, are there and, and let you get on with things. Um, it means you can really focus on what that modern patient experience actually looks like and, you know, it's it's not my area of expertise but it's something you think about every day, Josh. I'm guessing that's that's going to change over the next few years as, uh, as technology evolves and, and clinicians start to use it more. I mean, absolutely. It's it's funny. My my analogy for this is um, is actually your homepage for Amazon.com. It's not just because this is an Amazon podcast, but I use this analogy all the time. It's like if you go look at somebody else's Amazon.com homepage right now, you can literally tell, you know, what point in their life, you know, they're they're in. You can tell what gender they are, maybe if they're married or not, if they have any kids, if they have any grandchildren. You can tell so much about kind of where people are in the stage in their life just by what Amazon, you know, your normal Amazon.com homepage is recommending for you right now. Um, it's still surreal to me that at this point in the way that we can aggregate and analyze and, you know, uh, represent for you in, in real time all of this consumer data, why, why aren't we doing the same with you know, the fundamentals of your uh, medical record, right? Or in the case of a provider, I, I am a provider of a particular specialty. I have evolved my workflow and my practice for the way that I treat this certain type of condition, right? At, at a certain point in the, in the continuum of care, right? I've put together a care plan for this patient. I'm at this point in that workflow. I should be seeing the information about the patient and about the way that I want to treat them that's most relevant uh, to the way that I practice medicine. Um, you know, the technology is out there to do that, right? It's a, it's a matter of uh, closing those loops um, and, and making that UI as kind of uh, beautiful and intuitive um, as, as we can right now. Absolutely, and it's, it's, it's great to know that there's a, an organization like CareCloud out there focusing on that with sort of laser focus, and um, we look forward to seeing how it progresses uh, over the coming months and years. Us too. <laughs> <laughs> Josh, thanks so much for joining us today. So CareCloud's at carecloud.com. Um, Josh, there's probably yet another uh, Cuban coffee waiting for you out there somewhere. Would that be fair to say? Oh, for sure. Yeah, it's a it's a big <laughs> perk about being a software engineer in Miami. So, <laughs> absolutely. Well, thanks so much for joining us on the podcast today, Josh. Oh, thanks so much. And thanks everyone for listening. We love to get your feedback. AWS Podcast at Amazon dot com. And until next time, keep on building. <laughs>